Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's that special time once again for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And it will be airing live momentarily. This is that place to ask those special questions about PCs, technologies, with your computer, iPhone, and those smart devices designed to work at home and in the office that's supposed to make life easier. We welcome your questions tonight. And please help me welcome the CEO and founder of the Jaymore Connection, Inc. And the star of tonight's show, Mr. John C. Morley. Check us out more at jmor.com. Ladies and gentlemen, and happy, healthy, and very prosperous New Year to you in this fine new year of 2017. Glad to be here. We are at our new night and time, as promised. We are no longer broadcasting on Monday evenings from 11 to 12. Uh, We are now broadcasting on Thursdays from 9 to 10. So there's no reason why you guys can't make our show. We're not on uh, the night of Monday Night Football. I know there's some football on Thursday, but I understand more of the diehards are on Monday night, so hopefully we'll get a lot of people um, that couldn't make it that are now be able to join us. So we've had so much going on with the holidays, lots of stuff happening. I'm sure you've had a lot of things going on too. But what I want to talk about tonight is, you know, where is technology going? I think that's basically the question that – uh, a lot of people have is, you know, wh- wh- where is technology going? And when you ask a question like, you know, where is technology going, I think um, it's a little bit of an enigma because what you're going to find is that technology has been really making leaps and bounds, uh, kind of right before our eyes. So one of the things that is happening is Technology is now using apps to be able to make the connection. And in all reality, what happens, like we have talked before on another show, where there is a little bit of a a toy robot, and the robot seems to have characteristics of a real robot, but how can you fit that into a robot that's only a couple hundred dollars? I mean, that robot normally to do something like that would be somewhere around thirty to forty thousand dollars, right? With that kind of logic center and control and being able to make those kind of uh, decisions and being able to sense the world in the way a human does. Now, I'm not sure if you all know this, but our human uh, body actually has more cities than a computer system. Now, I know that sounds a little bit strange, but it does. And I'm not going to get into every facet of that right now, but I just want to let you know that the human body is pretty amazing. There are certain systems in our body that basically will run whether we're conscious of them or not, and there's other systems in our body that we basically have to choose to activate, such as to pick up something, blink an eye. I mean, our eye could still blink automatically if it needed to uh, without us thinking about it because it would be trying to be the uh, protection, fight or flight, basically, mechanism in our body. So I guess the question is coming is, you know, where is technology going? And, um, you know, technology is not just going to be in keyboards anymore, okay? Technology, as we've learned, is definitely jumped more into the voice 
uh, realm of the world. Let's take a look at some of the things out there, such as things like uh, the Amazon Voice, Amazon Voice Echo product. Um, that was one of them uh, that had been around for a little while. Uh, the, the Amazon, um, uh, there's actually the, the Google uh, Voice product, a uh, little of Google, Google Voice Assist product, actually, which is a little device that uh, you get and you're able to connect to the Internet. Now, what I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is that even though all of this sounds great, and it sounds wonderful. It is, but there is a price that we're paying, okay? And the price is that when we're starting to use these types of technology, you have to be very careful because we're using it for purpose A or purpose B, but there's another purpose that unfortunately is there. Anytime these devices are able to gather data, they basically take the information and they store it to a database, a file, etc. If it's a recording, it'll be stored to a file. And then all these files are actually stored to a large repository and then accessed and managed through a database. In fact, these files can even be stored in their data file format in a database for faster access. But enough on that. So why do I mention this to you? It's because... You, you probably remember the big caveat about Big Brother watching. Now, I'm not trying to scare any of you, but what I want you to all understand is that anytime information is out there in the world, it's actually going to be able to be accessed for reasons that we may or may not want. Um, for example, the uh, one product that I mentioned just before was the uh, – the Amazon um, Echo product, and it has these little lights that go around it. Well, we had a um, uh, an interesting neighbor <laughs> that decided they wanted to challenge that. And I'm not going to repeat what he actually said to the device, but he said some things that included um, letters that were four-letter and um, not some nice things. <laughs> And uh, some of the things he told the, the machine to do, well, your first response would have been that the system would have probably just avoided it and just you know, said, I don't understand. Well, that would make sense, right? But what I want to let you know, they are aware and cognizant of these kinds of words, and guess what it did? It actually caused the system to go in a whole bunch of red lights. And it basically shut down. Now, I don't really think it was a human that shut it down. I think it was a, an automated system that whenever it heard uh, certain words or certain actions were taking place, it just immediately shut itself down for a while, and then it took a while before it came back up. But it logged that activity. It logged where everything happened. And just like with computers, you know, you know when you uh, go online, your computer actually has an IP address. Well, that IP address is given out by your um, cable company, internet provider, etc. Now, I'm not talking about the IP address that's inside your network if you have more than one computer. I'm talking about the public IP address that is given to you from the provider. So why is this important? Well, it's for the point that, first of all, for security. You know, if somebody was doing something that, let's say, was a little bit wrong, um, it would be easy to track that information down. The IP address is pretty specific, and the way that they can track it now, they can get right down to your exact location, okay, 
buy the entire IP. And just knowing a little bit of that IP can get you into things like uh, the part of the, the what state, uh, the part of the state, um, what city, what street, and then the final pieces of the IP address actually get you to uh, the actual house um, or building or suite or what have you. So I know you're saying to me, okay, John, this sounds really cool. It sounds interesting. But why do we care about what someone else is going to do with our data? Ha ha. Very, very good question. The reason is that all this information goes into a database. This database can then be sold to third-party companies, and this can then be used to do things like market to us. So what they can in a sense do is learn things like our buying patterns. Now, this, this class uh, tonight is not about neuro-linguistic programming, uh, nor is it about how to identify language patterns. That's not what tonight's show is about, although that's a great show, but that's not what tonight's show is about. It's about understanding that if we are able to give someone the keys to a closet, to a door, to a building, they can unlock it, right? It doesn't matter who it is. Well, the same thing happens when we give someone the keys to our mind. And when we talk about buying patterns, that can be pretty interesting. Now, imagine someone being able to push that button, if you will. And I'm saying a button, but uh, virtually it's not a button. Realistically, it is a, a procedure or a set of steps that's always going to yield the result. For example, if your buying pattern was to do A, B, and C, and that worked for you, then that would be how someone could sell you a car very easily. So the challenge is, is it ethical? I have to say no, because what they're doing is they're a sense of learning about your brain behavior and what type of behavior you actually exhibit. And now they know what type of uh, classical psychology pattern you fit into. And now they know how to model and how to basically train your brain to do things. So if you go to a website and they get you to buy something, okay, that's fine, right? It's good advertising, fantastic. However, if they're now using techniques that are now not part of the advertising, they're using things that are going to elicit a response almost like, like the snap of a finger or a clap, that's kind of unethical, right? I mean, if we could just say a magic word, and that magic word could get you to just buy a car, you know, the challenge is it's not yet been fully proven um, by a lot of good beings. But why should we wait for that to happen? Usually the people will become exploited first, then they'll worry about proving whether it actually can happen. Yeah, right. That's a real good way of doing that, guys. So what I want to bring your attention is that once we give somebody the keys to unlock their buying strategy or to get do something, they're going to do something and not know why they did it. So if you let people learn about you, your habits, uh, this is why I always have, was very against some of the social media networks, and I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying that you don't need to tell everyone what time you go to the bathroom, what you do. You don't need to put all that on there, Okay. There are certain things that you shouldn't put on there. For example, if you're traveling and you're going away, it's not a very good idea to say, hey, we're at the airport or, hey, we're – that's not good. 
because if someone else knows that person that's friends with somebody on Facebook or social media, you now opened a Pandora's box and you just basically called the thieves and told them, hey, come and rob me. I'm not going to be home at this time, so you can come in. No one will bother you. Help yourself, right? And, and I know that sounds facetious, but really that's kind of what you're doing. I know you're doing it for one reason, to tell family or friends that, hey, um, we're not there. We want to brag about our trip to the Orient or wherever we went or to the magical wonders of the world. That's fantastic. The challenge is don't do it while you're away. So if you're away and you have these pictures, that's great. Put them up when you get back. This way, you know, you can say, hey, this is what we did on our vacation, okay? And that's really important. So why do I get on everyone about this? You know I'm a big freak when it comes to security. Well, when we talk about things like the Amazon Echo, uh, we talk about the Google product, all it does is capture data. Now, the way these products work, these two typical products work, is they talk to the Google engine, okay? So imagine this. Imagine being able to go to Google and just basically saying what you want. So what they're really doing is taking your voice patterns, turning them into words, and then submitting that query to the computer. Then what it's doing is it's taking that query, giving the results, and then reading that result back, or if it's a file such as a a sound file, it will play that file back, and you say something as simple like, okay, Google, find me the brightest star in the universe. The brightest star in the universe is, and it's just like if you typed it. So if I was to go to Google right now, which I'm going to do, just to prove my point, and I'm going to type in what is the brightest star in the universe, Okay? And it's going to come up with the Cirrus, the Cyrus. You ever heard of like uh, XM Cyrus, Cirrus Radio? Well, Cirrus Radio, there's a reason why they call it uh, Cirrus Radio. Uh, it is the brightest star. It's also known as the dog star, and it's the brightest star in the sky. So here's what would happen. Okay, Google, what's the brightest star in the universe? And Google would come back and uh, kind of eliminate some of these, these little things that are said here the brightest star in the universe, or might say uh, Cirrus. It might just say Cirrus, okay? But they have it kind of toned down a little bit so that it doesn't read you all the other mundane details um, that you would see if you were normally searching for it. Um, if you were searching for, let's say, an animal, and you said something like, uh, you know, what sound does a cow make? But first you'd have to start with, okay, Google, what sound does a cow make? And then what it would do is it would literally play the sound for you. Okay? Uh, that's how that works. But there are privacy issues. You're having a conversation with your relative, significant other, wife, partner, life partner, what have you, friend, and you're discussing something, or even a business partner, and you're discussing something, okay? Maybe you're going to talk about the latest and greatest IPO that's about to come out, but nobody knows about it. I'm going to give you a tip. Unplug your Google Voice and your Amazon Echo uh, because I don't trust that they're possibly recording your information. Even though you haven't said, okay, Google, uh, there's something that really doesn't want me to believe that it's not capturing data all the time. Now, I haven't proven this, 
But when you say, okay, Google, it actually responds to you kind of like with the, uh, the, the iPhone. You basically come back and say, hey, Siri. Great, right? It responds. You don't have to press the button anymore. You can say, hey, Siri, on like the i7s now. But when you do this, the important thing is it's actually capturing data all the time. So like on the Google and things like that. Now, is our iPhone capturing voice data all the time? Probably not, but could it? It could. Why do I think the, the, um, the Echo and the other device are capturing data? I'll give you a perfect example. There was a, um, a situation that happened in one part of the country, and I was just talking to somebody over the Christmas break, and I said to them, you know, you've got to be careful what you say because what you say in front of an electronic device is no longer confidential. There was another gentleman one time, and he had this meeting with someone, and he said the meeting was conf- – I had a confidential meeting. Wonderful. But then later on, we were trying to talk to him about it, and he says, well, I had a meeting, but it, was, it wasn't confidential. Well, what do you mean? You mean a confidential or was it confidential? So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like an oxymoron in plus words, but what am I really trying to say here? I guess the importance of using your environment and knowing your environment is very important because if you were talking about something like a stock or something that's going to be public, that could be a problem, knowing that you're releasing it as an IPO, but suddenly everybody went to buy it on the day that it released, something or the day after. That's strange, right? Or the stock, you know, what the stock uh, that was going to buy the new IPO. So very interesting, you know, what's happening. But why do I say this is important? I say this is important, ladies and gentlemen, because of one thing, and that one thing is this. So a situation happened in one part of the country. There's always situations happening, right? And the first thing the courts did, it was a criminal issue. They said um, we would like a subpoena for the Google Voice or the um, uh, Amazon Echo um, the discovery on, on that information, the files. And the company, I forget who it was, Amazon or if it was, um, or if it was Google, they said, we don't have any uh, voice data on the product. And they said, yes, you do. We're going to get a warrant for it. Long story short, they got a warrant for it. And funny thing, they actually learned, committed the crime all because the person was there and talking. And the Google Voice or the Amazon Echo device was capturing the data all the time. Isn't that interesting? So these devices that you get are here to make our lives easier. Yes, they are, and I agree. Okay? But what I want you to understand is when you use a device to do all kinds of things that you may need. For example, if, if you get this one product and it links Bluetooth to your thermostat and all kinds of other devices, that's great. But now you have kind of made a Pandora's box. First, two things. They all say they're very secure and that nobody can get into them. I don't really believe that. But let's forget about the security for a moment, being able to hack into it. Let's talk about how that file is prepared and produced. And I don't know how often they do it. They might do it weekly. They might do it monthly. But the point is 
data on hard drives is very, very cheap. Google and Amazon have either own or rent large space in data centers, and they have lots and lots of space on their hard drives. Um, you know, if we want to think about this for a second, um, and you said, you know, how, how much space uh, does Google have on hard disk? If you had to ask a question like that, how much service space do they have? Um, I would have to tell you that uh, most companies will give you a terabyte of hard drive. So just to give you an example here, um, companies like Google, Amazon, YouTube, Hotmail, Facebook need to run one of their big sites. They need a terabyte. Okay, so a terabyte, okay, is pretty interesting. But figuring out how much data is saved in the computer system is, is a very interesting task. So scientists have estimated that there are 295 exabytes stored. So your next question I know for me is, what, how many make up an exabyte? question was going to be, so an exabyte is a multiple unit for digital information, okay? Um, we actually compile up to 404 billion CDs, and that would create a stack from around the Earth and a quarter of the distance. So how – the question you want to know is how many gigabytes is – an exabyte, right? How many terabytes, how many gigabytes is in an exabyte? That's really what we want to know. Okay, so one exabyte, okay, if we did megabytes, forget it. Uh, uh, if we do terabytes, it's 1e plus 6. So if we look at an exabyte, um, it actually will be – uh, a thousand, then we go into we can go into billion gigabytes. So we're actually, if we want to make it simple, um, how big is an actual exabyte? It's pretty easy. The way we can figure that out, oh, I, I won't bore you with, with all the math. Um, an exabyte, so after an exabyte, we have a zettabyte, which is a thousand exabytes. Okay. So... Uh, the units grow and grow and grow. So a so basically, one trillion bytes or a thousand gigabytes is a petabyte, okay, which encompasses a thousand terabytes. So let's repeat that again. So a terabyte follows a gigabyte, okay. Uh, it's equal to one trillion bytes or a thousand gigabytes. So a thousand gigabytes is a terabyte, okay. Now, the next thing is a petabyte. A petabyte is a thousand terabytes. Everyone getting that? A thousand, okay, a thousand gigabytes, okay, is actually equivalent to one. Is everyone getting this? A thousand gigabytes is one terabyte. A thousand gigabytes, okay, petabyte, okay? And then finally, we reach an exabyte. An exabyte is approximately 1 billion gigabytes or 1,000 petabytes. Pretty interesting, right? 
So hopefully that gives you a little bit of perspective about, you know, what happens with storage and things like that. So space is really, really cheap. And because hard drive disk is very, very cheap, they keep all the information pretty much forever. And if they ever decide to archive it and take it offline, which they can do, which if they ever have to, they don't really need to right now, they could burn it to a DVD or to another medium device, right? And all this information that you are giving, in fact, when you actually sign up for these services, did you know that you're actually agreeing to a privacy policy? Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that. But you're agreeing to a privacy policy. And if you don't agree to it, the device isn't going to activate. Now, I don't think a lot of you are actually going to go through and read the entire uh, service contract. You're just going to click, okay, I agree, right? Most people do that. But why I bring this to your attention, ladies and gentlemen, is that we just need to be cognizant of what is going on. As long as we are cognizant of what's going on, then we can make smart decisions about, for example, having a conversation in a room where there's very low chance of anything leaking out. Okay? Now, I know you're probably saying, gee, what's the big deal? I'm at home. I make a statement. Who cares what happens? I don't have anything to hide. I understand you don't have anything to hide, and most of us don't have anything to hide. The problem is maybe there's something you do. Maybe there's a hobby you do, or maybe there's something personal uh, that you do that may not be bad, but it may just be something that you don't want people to know. For example, maybe you paint in your spare time. But you don't want any of your friends or any of your family or your work to find out that you are paint, that you do paint. Maybe you figure out if, if, they, if they find out that they're going to ask you to paint something or maybe they'll ask you to paint their house or whatever. I'm giving you a really off-the-wall scenario. But my point is that little piece of information okay, can get into hands that you don't want it. And in this case, it can just be a little bit of a nuisance. But once information gets through social media, it's not very easy to get it off social media. That's one thing that you're going to learn. And what I want to tell you is that if we can make choices to you know, at least mitigate these challenges of leaking information, I think we're going to be more happy with technology. Now, so where is technology going? Why are they doing this? Well, the reason they're doing this is they want to make life easier for people. A lot of people with their phone don't necessarily want to pick up the button and press the button and, and uh, have to talk to it. They just want to say, hey, in Siri's name, and then basically talk to it. That's, that's why. Uh, it's a matter – I'm sure many of you remember many years ago, there's something called voice dictation software. And uh, it was very horrible many years ago, but it's gotten much better. One of them I tend to like is called Naturally, Dragon Naturally Speaking. And they have a standard version, they have a pro version, and they even have medical, and then they have legal versions because they have different dictionary uh, words in them, and they're more expensive to get that, those algorithms for the words encoded, and that's why they're more money. But the point is, is that you want to be able to sit in front of your computer and actually read words. Now, in the beginning, you used to have to spend some time training it. You still have to spend some time, but you don't have to spend as much time training uh, the application. It actually gets to know everyone or builds a personality profile. That's really what it does. So very, very interesting um, where things are going. If you remember I talked to you that not only are we going to be dealing with technology, okay, and talking about technology from 
a hardware standpoint, but we're going to talk about it from a software standpoint, right? So there's two parts to technology. One is the hardware. The other is the software. And I know you're probably saying, well, gee, you know, don't they go hand in hand? And yes, they do. But the thing I want to let you understand is that where we're going in roughly 2020, okay, it's not too far off, is it? Well, there is going to be the first complete synthetic human brain, okay, uh, that is going to be able to do moon mining and so much more. So maybe we can send out robotic moon bases, um, self-driving cars. Uh, lots of things are possible. The thing is, Now, this is a claim they're making. I don't know if that's really going to be true, because here's why I say this. You remember, the human brain is always, always evolving. Okay, It is always um, evolving, and I think it's important to know that we're always going to get better. The human brain is always, always going to get better. I mean, there's just no, uh, there's no real way around that, but it, it, it's definitely going to get better. And as long as people want it to get better, then, then, it, then it will get better. And that's pretty much you know, where, where we're at, that it will get better as long as people want it to get better. Okay? And that only happens by people making the choice. Quality of the brain. That's pretty much what it comes down to. So if people want to grow, then we're going to be able to really take technology to an entirely different level. But if people decide they don't want to grow in life, then they're going to stay stagnant, right? And it looks like Brian's giving me that virtual tap, telling me it's time for us to go to a quick break. So you stay right where you are, because we'll be right back after this brief break. This is the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. For IT services and data destruction, the Jay Moore Connection should be your direction. Engineer technology to grow your business. Our custom solutions are at your service. JMOR should be your direction. The JMOR Connection. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is John, and you're tuned into the JMOR Tech Talk Show at our brand new day and time, which is Thursdays um, from 9 to 10, so you guys can still watch your Monday night football. Yay! <laughs> okay. So we were just talking before the break about, you know, a $1,000 computer is being said or postulated to say that it's going to be have the same processing power of the human brain. I will agree with that in one thread. And that is if the person 
does not choose to improve the quality of their brain. So if we take the brain at birth and it's developed and no one, let's say, does anything to improve the quality of the brain through exercises, uh, learning games, etc., then I could agree with that statement. However, did you know that we're really only using less than 10% of our total brain power? That means for the $1,000 could harness people that are using 10% of the brain. I'm not saying 100% of the brain because we're basing it on what people are actually using. But if people knew that they had a sports car that could go 500 miles an hour and they're only going 100 and they were allowed to go 500, don't you think they'd want to go 500? And some people that weren't allowed to go 500 would probably still try to go uh, 500 somewhere. But I guess it's kind of interesting because you know there's going to be a lot of theories out there. Uh, I told so I mentioned to you about the synthetic brain. Um, you know, Japan is is building uh, a, a robot moon base. That's what they're hoping to open in 2020. Uh, they're going to be uh, Beijing and London is going to be having a high speed rail to connect itself between each other. But I guess the question that I have for everyone is, how is life going to change as technology evolves? If I had to ask you that one simple question, how is our life going to change as technology? That's really what I want to ask you. And technology is going to change, but it's going to be our choice and to choose at Exactly, you have to decide, is this worth what we're doing? Is it making sense? Or are we just trying to fund a whole bunch uh, and pay for a whole bunch of new IPOs and startups because everybody thinks this is great? Because i got to warn you, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to hit the market, and a lot of stuff is going to be absolutely – it's going to be horrible. Uh, <laughs> and I don't say that for a bad reason. I say that because – Everyone is going to think they know what needs to be in technology. But there's going to be a lot of weird ideas coming out there, and they're just not going to make sense. And it's going to be up to us to decide what are we going to adapt and what's going to be a fad. You know, that, that's, uh, that's probably what I want to say because technology is going to evolve even more. Um, so I told you about 2020. Uh, I think we're going to see. Is technology going to change? But what we use technology for is going to change. You remember I talked about how we can do things like uh, surfing. Uh, we can do things like cooking. So technology is now going to be able to um, – it's now going to be very important because it's going to 
be evolved and not just the technology world. So before it was just if you were in computers and technology, you were going to be using technology. Obviously makes sense, right? But what's going to happen is if you're not involved in that particular arena, like if you're in cooking or you're in sports, um, doesn't matter what field you're in, okay, you're going to be using technology more. The Bob Bluetooth device that links to your phone with an app, free app. We're going to see mixers that are going to be able to be controlled from the app. Okay, we're going to see. We already have thermostats that are controlled by apps, right? But we're going to see. Uh, we already have home automation that's controlled by apps. That's been out for a while. But we're going to see more of the devices that we use on a daily basis incorporated into apps. For example, your um, something as simple as like cars are now getting apps so that you can monitor them, take care of them, schedule service calls. That's been out for a good year or two. Where else are we going? Um, we're going to things like when you take the temperature from someone um, through their ear or what have you, the results are going to be transmitted to an app. And I'm not talking about the hospital. I'm talking about at home too, so not just in a hospital. Uh, when you're doing measuring with like digital measuring devices, the responses are going to go to an app. We already have devices that actually do that. Um, so that's a pretty neat thing. But I think what's really important is that we can develop technology to do anything, right? We have to make sure that the technology that is being R&D, I'm going to say, is going to not only complement our world, but is going to make life easier without us having to relearn a lot. Because that's really a big issue, right, is to relearn so much stuff. Um, you know, that, that, that's really, really a big problem. So I guess uh, I don't know what to say as far as this goes, but technology is definitely going to change the future of healthcare. Um, it's going to change. Um, it's going to change things from criminal justice. Uh, it's going to change almost every field that you can think of. Technology is going to change. So that's great for people in technology, right? <laughs> that means there's going to be a lot of work out there as we evolve. But what's really happening? You know, where are things going? Um, technology is going to be more diverse. Okay, that's probably the biggest thing that you're going to notice as we go to 2020. I've already talked about the fact that we have apps that are going to be able to process and take information from large repositories online to an offline device such as a robot or other type of tool. You might have a tool from a famous uh, tool manufacturing company that actually does seven or eight things, but maybe it does some more stuff when you link it up and download something else. So we're going to see more smart enabled, I call them smart enabled tools, because they're, they, can, they can basically report back the status. Uh, we're already seeing that now. Uh, Bosch has some apps out now that literally tell you the condition of your battery and can tell you um, when parts need to be changed and things like that. And we're seeing it now on copy machines and, and so many different things. We're starting to see this type of technology out there. 
And I know, Brian, it's time for another break. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, you stay right where you are because we'll be right back after this break. Have data that needs to be destroyed? Don't take a chance. Let the experts at the Jmore Connection completely destroy and eliminate your data. For over 15 years, Jmore has been helping companies all over New Jersey with data security, destruction, and IT needs. Call 877-767-5667. Jmore meets federally mandated data disposal policy. Call 877-767-5667 now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, Season 2, Episode 1. We are at our new day and time, which is Thursdays at 9 p.m. I am happy that we changed it to this time. Uh, you know, when we started doing this show, which is about just about a year ago, we started it last, uh, last January, you know, we weren't sure when people wanted to listen, so we picked a time based on what we were told would make sense, but then we realized that 11 o'clock at night is really not the greatest time, and that's probably why that slot was so easy to get. Uh, getting the 9 o'clock slot was a lot harder, but we worked on it, and we did get it. We have a lot of great guests coming up this year. Uh, we have a, a golf professional will be joining us in a few months. We'll be talking about golf technology uh, that empowers the golf infrastructure, not just carts, but um, how to manage a, a golf course, lots of things. So there's so much stuff happening. We're going to be taking 2017, which we're in now, and we're going to try to get some more guests on the show that are actually going to be in different, different specific fields so you can kind of understand what I mean about technology being deployed to different devices and then being more of a data collector uh, an app, and how we're going to use very smart, expensive intelligence in the cloud to be able to manage these tools, devices, applications, which would normally be a cost of like, as I told you, for a robot, we'd be talking thirty, forty thousand, or more just for that. But now, with the ability to have a cloud-developed application and a server, they're able to do. Uh, that shared resource and use it for many robots and have it store profiles. So again, space on hard drives is really, really cheap. But one thing I, I, uh, I did get a, uh, a message actually in the uh, chat box before, but uh, thank you very much, Michael, actually, uh, from New Jersey. Oh, we've got a lot of New Jersey listeners. We had a few Connecticut people, I understand, listening in December. So thanks, Connecticut, uh, for listening. But we do mostly get New Jersey listeners. So what I want to talk about again, because we had a question, to go over those units, because I know it was a little bit confusing, and uh, be happy to do that, Michael. So uh, there's something called a kilobyte. It's approximately 1,000 bytes. And then there is a megabyte, which is equal to 1,000 kilobytes. So let me say that again. We have a kilobyte, which is approximately 1,000 bytes. Then we have a megabyte, which is 1,000 kilobytes. Okay? So that's why, as we say, 768K, uh, it's not quite a meg. 989, 1.0, that's a, that's a megabyte. Okay? Uh, and now, and the gigabyte, okay, is 1,000 megabytes. Okay? So... Um, Let's put things a little more in perspective. Let's talk about a gigabyte, okay? It can hold about the same amount of data contained in 30 feet of book material. That's a lot, okay? Uh, 
an entire library's worth of journals, let's see, in academia would probably be about 100 gigabytes. So when units grow even larger, the next size up would be a terabyte. So a terabyte would be the equivalent. So we just said 1,000 megabytes it is a gigabyte. 1,000 gigabytes is a terabyte. 1,000 terabyte, uh, so 1 trillion bytes, okay, or 1,000 gigabytes is 1 petabyte. Okay, peta, P-E-T-A-B-Y-T-E. And you got it. A thousand terabytes is equal to one exabyte. So five exabytes would likely encompass the entire world um, that was ever known to man through spoken language in any language. That's quite a bit. Five exabytes right now will pretty much sum up everything that's here and probably even more. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting to where we're going with that. But as we evolve in 2017, we are going to take a look at different businesses. For example, uh, we'll take a look at what's happening in some of the medical fields. And I know that you know, not everyone on the show may be, let's say, a doctor or uh, that particular field or construction worker. So the reason we're doing this is we want to expose everyone to the different types of technology and where they're being deployed. You know, a computer is a computer, but seeing an application about how something works, how it's used, and then just understanding it, and then knowing that just using technology can actually sometimes um, – preserve lives, uh, can actually save exposure. For example, did you know that in the dental industry, by just using the digital x-rays, they cut down the x-ray quite a bit. It's a pretty high percentage uh, because the, the gun doesn't actually have to be turned up so high when they take the x-ray because it's not film, it's digital. Okay. So again, um, a lot of stuff's going to happen this year. We're going to talk about golf. We're going to talk about dental. Uh, we're going to go into some things about car. And there's a lot of surprises we have. We're going to visit the field, and we're going to see what's going on there. I have even been asked, will we take the show live to the road? You know, I don't know if we're going to do that yet. Uh, as you know, we put a lot of time and effort here, and to, to move the studio on the field is it's kind of challenging. But what we are going to do is we are going to have um, – one of two things. We're going to interview the people so that we can either interview them and then put them on the show. Um, or what I would like to do is basically visit them and then invite them on the show so I can actually you know, explain to you a little more. So if there's a question, we can get into a little more. And if there's more specifics, we can ask the person. And I can talk about the technology piece. But what they can talk about is how the technology has actually helped their business or how they're using it. And I could talk about how technology in that industry and what specific technology is being deployed to actually do what we need to do. Well, you know, th there's a lot of stuff happening. So we can talk about it in cooking. We can talk about it in security. Um, we can talk about it in golf, sports, soccer. Um, did you know that there is a shoe uh, that's not made yet, but it's going to be made. They actually have a Kickstarter for it that's going to allow people to track um, their exercise routines. So like a pedometer, but it's going to do a lot more than that, and it's going to be Bluetooth connected to your iPhone or Android. So 
uh, you know, that's kind of where we're going. As far as other types of technology that I think is important to talk about, one of the most important ones, I think, is to talk about technology in just everyday world that's going to pretty much affect everyone. It's going to affect people like parking their cars, paying for tolls. Okay, There's a lot of stuff in that area uh, that's going to happen. And what we're going to try to do is look at some of these apps, uh, the free ones and some of the paid ones, but we're going to look at them and talk about you know, how this technology actually improves someone's life or how this technology helps make the world a better place. There's technology out there now that literally can take and manage and measure your glucose levels of sugar right through your uh, wrist by using microneedles. Um, so there's always things happening, but again, everything has to be FDA approved, and there's so much going on. But I just want to let you know that we are really going to focus 2017 on going out there and finding some of that really off-the-wall stuff, okay, that is going to blow your mind. I mean, some of the things that we've got planned I can't even talk about right now. But I've given you quite a bit of, a, of an idea of, of what's going to happen for January um, and the year coming forward. But also what I will tell you is we've got an awesome, awesome, awesome plan for the Super Bowl. This is going to be amazing. If you didn't watch um, our Super Bowl, uh, Technology Super Bowl show last year, last February, please go to jmore.com, click on jmore radio, look at past episodes, and watch the show uh, right after Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, you will just be amazed at all the stuff. I mean, this is the part that I think is really interesting. We go to a restaurant, we go to a dry cleaner. Um, we go to a shoemaker, uh, we go to a basketball game, we go to a football game, we go to a hockey game, right? Um, or maybe we go to a retail store. Or we see a show, right? But what we don't really realize, technology and the hours and the time and the resources that were necessary to make something simple as a 10-minute presentation or a 30-minute play or a 30-minute fireworks show. There's so much that goes into putting together the resources necessary so that things can come off without a hitch, besides practice, of course. But as we move forward, February, March, April, May, June – we will talk even more about how technology is affecting the swimming world. So we're going to take a look at a lot of different businesses, and I think about every month or twice a month, we're probably going to pick a couple types of businesses, depends on the season and what's going on, from medical to pools, etc. And we're going to talk about them, and we're going to say what makes, what can give that business a real edge. If this business has this technology, that can give them an edge. If they don't, they should look into it. Another thing that's really, I should say, important is understanding how to utilize technology to actually employ more business. 
Now, is it just going out there and just tweeting stuff? Is it just creating a Facebook page? Well, people just think that if you like stuff and you follow a few people, you're going to become, you know, Mr. like Mr. Wonderful on the Shark Tank overnight. It's not going to happen. It takes a while. It takes a following. You've got to build not only a reputation, but you've got to be consistent in what you do. If you're a daily blogger, blog every day and don't miss a day. If you're a weekly blogger, blog every Wednesday or every Thursday and don't miss a day. I know these things sound very, how can I say, trivial, but it's important because if you take the time and the effort to put together a quality tweet, uh, Facebook post, whatever they are, their friends are going to want to share it as well as they're going to want to share it with their friends. So that's kind of what's happening. The issue is there's so much stuff out there. There's a lot of clutter out there. So it's hard a lot of times to stick out. We'll try to talk about how to get you to stick out. Okay, there is no surefire way, but there are some tips that can be used to get you to stick out a little more than some of the other people. I want you to also know that Technology, as we move forward into the year of 2017, is going to be more concerned about not just privacy and security, but also ethics. What I'm doing can be done, but is what it's doing ethical? Is this something we really can allow on the market? Yes or no. So right now, there's not a lot of regulations to what's going on. And that's something I want to bring your attention because, you know, you you can rebuild the wheel. But if the wheel is going to do something that doesn't, let's say, appeal to a lot of people or may offend some people, that technology is going to be short shelf very quickly. It's going to be knocked right back. And as we get into 2017 – We, of course, are open to your feedback, to your suggestions, and uh, happy to talk about them and research them. If there's something specific that you want to know about, uh, if you'd like to know how we can use technology in a certain field, please uh, drop by um, our website. That's jmor.com. You can click on the Contact Us and you know uh, send us your request there. You can chat with us live 24 hours a day at jmr.com. Uh, of course, um, you, know, you can do that. Um, and, uh, of course, you can give us a call. Um, we're local to you at 973-394-1000. That is our uh, office number. If you'd like to call in on the show, our show call-in number is uh, area code 646 646- Seven eight seven one five eight two, and it looks like it's that time for me to start wrapping up. Uh, we are working on a new music bed because uh, it still has the old time on it, so we will have that completed uh, by the next show. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show in Season 2, Episode 1. We have lots more to come. Tell your friends, family, and associates to please like us, share us, And um, we look forward to giving you a great year of some educational information and some very interesting information that is going to blow your mind. 
So remember, Jay Moore, we're engineering technology to grow your business. And uh, again, there's no music to sign off this show, but we will have it again next week. Have yourself a great weekend. Take care.